and let's hope it's dangerous. Here we are now, entertain us, yes, sir. How are you? Oh, God, I'm doing tremendously well. I'm a little, just, you can hear the congestion, but I'm a, I feel great. I feel great. It's just this little congested thing. Can we still do the show, you think, with that or shouldn't, or no? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you should probably edit out all of your parts or at least run it through a, uh, a probably a cough pass filter, compressor limiter. Right. Um, you might want to do a roll off on the 5K, mm-hmm. maybe the five and a half K, Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it takes. I haven't watched Mr. Mom in so long. Are you doing okay? So you were you were sick. You didn't sound sick last week. Have you had a short cold? Last week, I think I was. I was. It was beginning, but then it just went, and it has that thing where it's like you know, it's just this little bit of congestion that's remaining. I had a all of the symptoms. Then I had the the tonsil thing, which was painful for two days, really bad. I hate that. I hate that, and. Uh, where you like can't swallow and stuff. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt. But I think you know, it's all right. The, the, literally the last thing in the world I want to talk about today is Buddhism. But, but it's, it's <laughs> funny, literally. But, you know, what's funny is like, you don't, I, I feel like I don't realize how relatively healthy I am until something stupid like that happens. And I can't stop thinking in that case about like how much my throat hurts. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the time I hurt my foot? Mm. I was still a young man. No. And... I, I, I behaved like a young man uh-huh. and I uh, was living in uh, Florida and I went out to check the mail and I, I did what I always did was I irresponsibly ran out in bare feet and hopped up these stone steps. And in, re- in retrospect, what I think I did and what the doctor seemed to agree with apparently was that I had pulled like an extremely small muscle, I guess, in my instep oh. and every, and there's like, nothing they can do for that either. I guess they'd have to just take it off. <laughs> Wolford Brimley style. I, 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 yeah. He's got a good mustache. I, um, I, every, obviously every step that I took for days was just excruciating. Like, you know, that kind of like overwhelming, like when you're a little kid and have an earache, that kind of pain mm. where it's just like existentially overwhelming. So now, you know, I get more pains, but you know, the throat thing makes me hyper aware of how relatively not sick I am. It's just really, it's when it's some kind of a constant, really constant thing that's going on that cr- the chronic pain, even I if it's like temporarily chronic. chronic. Yeah, you can have a temporary. I've had temporary chronic things. This allergy thing, I'm telling you, it's it's monkey balls. I think our house might have the, the uh, sick building syndrome. I'm not sure. We might have a sick building. I don't know. It seems it feels like I only sneeze when I get home. Might be a Gilligan's Island type situation where I'm like, allergic to my family. I don't think so. I like them. But, you know, being sick is no fun. No. Did you, did you get a flu shot? No. I got to do that. I got to do that. All right, I'm at the Walgreens anyway. I might as well get a shot. Sure. I mean, you hang out there. It's like your second office. I take these mixed nuts <laughs> and this large Pellegrino, some AA batteries, some ADD medicine. Man, give me a shot. I've been watching too much Maria Bamford. Now I'm doing bits. I got to get You sound a, way more mellow today. I got to get a flu shot. I was so excited last week. I'm pretty excited. No. I, um, I got up, uh, you know, early-ish, and I've been pounding away on this uh, iTunes stuff. There's a lot to it, a lot to it. Now, Dan, I, I, hope, I hope that this will not frustrate people who come here for help and productivity with their work, because this may seem like a derail. But I, I think... Uh, 
I think a lot of us suffer in silence. This does go back slightly to the life hack stuff. A lot of us suffer in silence with our incredibly costly computers and devices. And it's so frustrating. Um, but I, yeah, I think this will help people. I don't mean to go right into the show. That no, I mean it's it's a different way to go about it. But sure, yeah. I didn't. Gosh, I've got a two octothorps here and an fu, but I don't think I have. What'd you think of that Wolverine cover, though? It's beautiful. I, I want every Scotty Young cover ever. And we mm. don't get, we don't, we get a couple variants. We get occasional Deadpool variants here, which I, I gobble up like, you know, like homemade coleslaw. But I, you know, I would love to get more of them. You're in a fancy place. I want to come see the, the fancy, fancy comic shop. Oh, you're talking about Austin Books and Comics. This is the best. It's the best shop. You know what I need to do? Mm. I need to make a porno vine and do a quick walkthrough of the, of the, uh, the the ABC. I don't smell burnt toast, but I don't think I understand much of what you just said. You're going to make a porno vine? Well, I mean, it, it. that's the... Is that a Texas thing? No, vine is this new thing that Twitter acquired that you do the little six-second videos, which are like cut right. up. And apparently they're having a problem with porn, like we all are. Yeah, yeah. it's a problem. It's like, it really is like uh, paying your instep. It's kind of always there. You search for really normal things, and then you see somebody's woo-woo. Whatever happened with your with your instep, though? I guess it got better. Oh yeah, so uh, it did. It did. I think it's. I don't. As you know, Dan, I'm not a physician, but I think <laughs> that it's one of those things that either goes away or you literally kill yourself. <laughs> right. See, but it's those weird things. Like, do you remember? Like, I, I I feel so fortunate that our kid has not had a lot of the stuff I remember having by her age, including um, uh, one of my strongest memories of being a kid. Uh, one, you know, one of those like f- probably first memories. I think this is real. This might be an Oprah memory, memory, but I'm pretty sure it's real. Just the first time I ever had an earache, and I, I it, it was, it was like somebody was putting a pitchfork in my ear. It was oh. just. Do you remember that feeling? Yes. So miserable. And all we had back then, medical science back then, was a hot water bottle. You had a hot water bottle. You could get a get a chicken, like a live chicken. Uh, you could visit. <laughs> keep a, it in the, the bed with you. You visit a temple or synagogue outside only. <laughs> you had to take off your shoes and wear a hat. Uh-huh. Uh, saran wrap, paragoric, uh, good smack to the side of the head. You know what you can do? You can have different pain. If, you, you can, if you're having a pain that's annoying you and you want a little break, you should give yourself super intense pain. Turns out in another part of your body, you could literally hit yourself with a mallet or a ball-peen hammer. Um, and I, see I, hammer. I used one of those in metal shop in high school. Metal shop. <laughs> we, made, we made candle holders. Yeah, you made deep, deep purple records. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different kind of metal. But this is yes. really, this was a really, that was a stupid, stupid joke. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, for I this show, that, it was uh, good. We're on the crossover talking about uh, music. I, I went back and I watched that Crazy Train video like ten times. Mm. I love that Jim Dalrymple. He's a good man. Yeah, he was up at Nam, and I got a he, uh, Ira. Oh, our friend over at Samson sent me a video of him and Anthony Stoffer and uh, Jim Dalrymple together. Or, or organized in order of weight. Is Jim Stauffer the guy that makes the frozen pizzas? Anthony Stauffer, yeah. Stauffer's pizzas and the... Give it away, uh, give it away, French pizza. <laughs> I don't think I know who that is, Dan. I'm sorry. I know, it's all right. Does he shred? He, he, is, uh, he is a reincarnation of Stevie Ray Vaughan and teaches people how to play that kind how's of the, music. How's the, how's the Ray Vaughan family feel about that? Woo! Couldn't stand the weather. Woo! <laughs> he was good. He had a hat. Yeah, he looked mm-hmm. kind of like Wolverine. My daughter yeah. thinks it's a riot when Wolverine wears the cowboy hat. Oh, she it's great. I showed her some of uh, Wolverine Origins yesterday, so 
Child Protective Services will probably be coming pretty soon. <laughs> I had to show her the scene right now when Wade gets out of the elevator. Did you see it? Have you seen Wolverine Origins? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. I have seen that one. It's not like... Bony, I, I call that one Bony Claws. Bony Claws. Look at me. What's that guy's name? Uh, what's, what's the guy with Sabretooth? What's his name? What's that actor? Oh, I don't the, know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds, very handsome man who apparently is uh, slated to play uh, Deadpool in one of the 850 upcoming Marvel movies. He gets out. He he says, "What does he say? Time to go to work." And the doors open, and he comes out with his cool swords, and all those guys automatic weapon fire. Not a problem for mm-hmm. Deadpool. And then there's that scene. He sees the guy. This is uh, this is really dull. I I love Deadpool. I think Deadpool is a riot. I just started reading Cable and Deadpool, and it's uh, has nothing to do with iTunes. But what did I read this week? Did you read anything this week you're excited about? Man, you should see the stack of comics that I'm behind on. It's I'm stopping. No, seriously, the worst. I, it's it's I the worst. It. It's it's it. This is the most behind I've been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move the comics to work. I'm gonna bring them to the office. I did that, and then I'll, then they just sat here on the desk. Here's what I'm doing. I bought a what do you call it? A short box, a half box, a Johnny box. I got a little box. My little box is gonna be for the current properties that we're getting single issues of everything else i'm bringing to work well you saw that box i got from you know our friend 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 of the show and uh and so now i got all that to read i'm up to date on on the Hick, Hick, hickman run of the fantastic four and ff i got to read all that with the kid mm-hmm. it's asinine it's asinine you know what's good is um is that uncanny avengers that's 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 gonna be my pick of the week i'm gonna say uncanny avengers and captain marvel are gonna be my two picks new You're captain marvel back is what it sounds like I'm trying, I got to cut back. I got, I got, I got, I got so much to read. I got, I got, I got the fear itself. Mm-hmm. I got the uh, fantastic. I got to go through all of that. I got to yeah. go through all of it. I got uh, something like, let's say more than one trans metropolitan. It's going to stop. I'm not an animal, but um, <laughs> boy, that new uncanny Avengers is good. <laughs> yeah. Nettie Rice. So that's good. I have uh, two full shelves of TPBs and then uh, a bunch more. So, now, if I what if I what if I established a budget with you, an ad hoc budget that you are free to be my my front end for baby covers? If you encounter baby covers, can oh. I just give you like a budget for that? Where if you yes, see it, I will up, absolutely. And and post, the ABC post, here, I'll pay, I'll, pay, I'll pay your mileage, whatever it takes. That's fifty five cents a mile in Texas. Fifty five cents a mile, and is that a Texas mile or a, an Imperial mile? That is the Royal Imperial Windsor uh, mile. Deep in the heart of Texas. You're into this now. You listen, He listens to the show. I, ac- I accidentally hit the button. You sometime. accidentally li- heard the show is what happened. Are you shucking and jiving about this and that? You mm-hmm. shuck and then you jive mm-hmm. and then you play a funny sound from a movie. It's pretty uh, not, not your cup of tea, I would guess. <sighs> I like people. I like people. You're a people person. I'm a people person. I'm a person of the people, by Hence people. Hence the uh, Roderick on the Line show that you do. This week, we're going to continue our discussion uh, that we started last week. Um, so two, two things up front that I will suggest. First of all, uh, if you're on the internet right now, uh, go and get a copy of something called Music Brains Picard. Uh, so if it's Brains with a Z, and just go search for that you know, on your computer and you'll find it. Music I have, Brains I'm running Picard. this now. Yeah, I, I think I may end up talking kind of a lot about that today. It's sort of the, the tent pole. I would mm-hmm. love to learn what this is because I read the description on the site. I knew that you would let me know ahead of time to download this and have it installed. It's ready. I, 
from launching it, I really don't know what it is or what to do or how to dive into You're this. just mad because it's Python, right? No, as long as I don't have to see code, I think I'm okay. Right. Well, it indents all of your music. Huh? So, so, so two things. First of all, go get a copy of that, and uh, we'll wait here. <clears throat> it might be useful to follow along, because otherwise it's going to be, you know, like, exp- like explaining a map, you know? Uh, and then the second thing, I, I put this, I tweeted this out on the Tutor earlier today. It's also in show notes for this episode. Uh, something I meant to do last week, but just didn't have time for, was doing some screen grabs of some of my own smart playlists for iTunes Match. Um, I don't know, Doug's iTunes Apple scripts will give you a way to print out your smart playlists. I do not know of a way to export them, you know, like as an extension kind of thing. Like mm. I think all I've got are those screen grabs. So that's in the show notes. Dan, can I ask you a question? Please. Okay. If people wanted to find show notes for episode 104 of Back to Work, can you give them a sense of where they would go for that? 5by5.tv slash B2W slash 104. Mm-hmm. But the two is a number. Mm. Numeral. Numeral. Numeral dose. A digit. Is that a real number? It's That's a real what they call a whole, it's a whole number. Whole number. Mm-hmm. 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 Alternative, as you say. Were you good at math? Was I good at math? I was good at arithmetic until I moved to Florida. <laughs> and uh, it just completely fell apart. Fell, fell apart. It's so embarrassing to be a senior in high school taking geometry with kids, you know, who haven't reached puberty yet. The girls' voices haven't changed. I'm having to memorize things. (laughs) There's, I don't know, binomials. I don't remember. Uh, Mendeleev. I don't, I don't remember. Leeuwenhoek. It's about proofs. Now, isn't there some controversy about who who invented, who invented math? Some people think it was uh, uh, James James Baldwin. Some people think it was uh, the Greeks or uh, what John Hobbes. It's I need to read more. Hodgkins. Hobbes. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I think that's it for Prelude. So Music Brains Picard. And we'll definitely be talking about the site behind Picard, Music Brains, which is, you know, music and then brains with a Z.org. And I can understand you're, you're finding that uh, a little inscrutable because it's not... Well, when you launch it, it just, there's something that says unmatched files zero and Murder. then clusters and add <laughs> yeah. files, add folders, album and everything else is grayed out, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, I know, totally. Like, you know, in, in the Listening script, on port 8000, though, so that's exciting. Beep, boop, boop. Did you see uh, Adventure Time last night? No, is it a new one? Oh, the Monday night new one. I missed it. I'll watch. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be watching it again today, though. You know who's on. Lemon Grab is, that's right. It's just the Lemon Grab is back. The Lemon Grabs, and it is buh-freaking-nanas. Okay. It's I'll be sure really, to tell a little, little cash. It's a uh, well. You might want to preview it for a little cash because it's it's up there with large Marge, and they're like maybe you want to watch this first. Oh, I didn't show her Deadpool when he was when he was dead and his, his mouth was shown up shown up on uh, no spoilers. Whew, Deadpool, wow. but you know, but I think, um, but I think, um, what was my point? Did I you, think. Did you um, have a question? Hmm? Uh, yes. My question is, uh, did you have, yeah, so you got the Picard. So let's talk about what we're doing here. I have some extensive notes for this that I'll, I'll uh, be looking at. So uh, last week we talked, the, the notion here is that we're going to have a few episodes talking about how to deal with your, your media management stuff. Very heavy on the iTunes because that's what I've got. That's what I know. Oh, my Roku came when I set it up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you tweeted to me a picture that you had ordered the yeah, Roku. Let's, that, let's circle back to that because okay. uh, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I think a lot of things in life are most interesting when you have to explain it to someone who doesn't care about it. 
it's it's great. It's the whole basis of being a teacher or a teenager. And, and uh, so explaining it to my wife was was a good exercise for me. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool and good timing. Uh, you know, in, in the sense that we're talking about this this stuff. Um, so go back if you if you have the time. Go back and listen to episode one hundred three of Back to Work, where we started this, and I kind of blathered on about smart playlists. Again, it's difficult to explain without a visual. Uh, and there's all kinds of little tricks with smart playlists that are the equivalent of like your first week of learning programming. Mm. You know, I mean, the ands and alls or any ofs. Um, and we'll talk, we'll talk about some of that today, but, but that might be helpful to go back and, and listen to that. We, I feel like I've got, gotten such a response from people about the metadata problem, which sounds dorky and sounds fiddly. But um, I'd like to talk, I think, mostly about fixing metadata and like what metadata to look at and what not to worry about and then like what you can do with it once you've gotten all that stuff straightened out. Would that be... I would love that. No, you, you probably wouldn't, but you'll like it better once you've heard it, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm game for anything. I mean... Oh, God, you're sweet. For, especially for a sick man. I'm not that sick. God, you're brave. So, hey, so here's speaking the, of brave, really quick. Yeah, please go ahead. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yay we're, or nay? Thumbs up. No, yeah, we saw it twice in the theater, and I bought it on my uh, home entertainment system. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've also seen. Um, what else did I see? Oh, we watched that. Um, uh, what did we watch? That uh, Hotel Transylvania. Oh yes. Did my I tell you lo- to see that? No, my daughter loves those bears. No, wait. No, I'm getting confused. She likes the wolves. Bears. She likes the wolves. This is one of the single greatest scenes in cinema of the last 50 years is, is the little bear going up and sniffing the shirt. It's, that's a wolf. That's why I say it. it's a wolf. She likes the bears in, uh, in that other movie, in the Lorax, which is not a good movie. Hunter S. Thompson once shot his assistant and claimed that he mistook her for a bear. Okay, like did he wing her or did he paw her? Mm. Or, or was it like a deliberate, like a headshot? We don't know. She survived. She's not talking about it. Mm-mm. She is She's suing the family for $100,000. $100,000? That's all? That's no head wound. No. No, that sounds like a flesh wound. That's the kind of thing. Uh, Nick Fury pulls a bullet out and throws it at you. Your Deadpool can shoot a bullet in half. But I they... highly recommend Hotel Transylvania. Mm. I've seen it. Uh, no, I highly recommend it. Cash yeah. loves it. Loves it. We watch this every day now. Oh, my daughter. My daughter loves it. But, you know, I'm she also... It. You, you know, really you're more like about people. people. I'm a person of the people. You don't no like question. monsters. I liked it. You know, we struggle with family movie night. Damn, we're off topic now. I was on topic for a minute. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, it's, um, I, I would say my go-to. Best parts with the bat and the plane. That's c- classic stuff. Now, you know what? Okay. I, I kind of watched it a second time because I did, I barely watched it the first time. It, you know, it was well done. It was well done. But no, the scene with the bat is great. I, I, I have no sympathy for the kid with the backpack. He, did, I, he does not resonate as a character for me. No. He, he's no Rapunzel. No. That's a good character. That's a good character. And by then it's like 7.15, so I read a book, or maybe two or three. Don't get that song in your head. Mm-hmm. Because it's good. So Deadpool shoots the bullet in half and then uses the bullets to kill two of the dudes. I, if I could do that, I would use that all the time. Like maybe at Walgreens when I'm picking up my prescriptions and my flu shot. So the problem is, uh, if it is a problem, is that, you know, we've, with iTunes Match, you can put all your stuff mostly into the cloud. It's available from your computers, from your devices, from your Apple TV. I don't think you can even get 
close to doing movies with the Roku. I saw there's some Samizdat plugins to do things with Dropbox. There's the Plex app. I mean, for me with Roku anyway, like that's kind of, I may get to that eventually, but one reason I love Apple TV and I, I think I will really like Roku is I'm getting out of that jazzing around business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The futzing. I, yeah. I want to do less futzing. Oh, you know, the best thing on Roku, I think, uh, I haven't spent much time with this, but the ability to search across channels. Yeah, isn't that cool? Man, I, I didn't even know you could do that. And it's I don't know so how well it advanced. really works, but it does seem to, it does seem to work okay. You know how you like usually search, to test a new search, you usually you know, search for your own name mm. and then decide whether you like it. I searched for X-Men and there's a bunch of stuff on there. It was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, same deal. Yeah. It's really handy. And especially for my lady who like doesn't want to have to check six different, it's not that she's, you know, she's, she's got limited time and she doesn't really care about computers. She wants to sit down and like, um, uh, what was that great guy we watched the other night? She wants to see the Jim Gaffigan special, but she doesn't want to search for it in, you know, 12 places. Mm. Um, so anyhow, I, I, that's to me though, that's emblematic of what I've been trying to do or have been compelled to do in the last year or so. I don't, you know, I'm bad with time. I'm not sure how long iTunes match. It's been out a little over a year, I think. But, you know, as I said last week, the combination of iTunes match and the Apple TV is, it's close enough for me. It's no, it's not perfect. It's not Ubuntu. Like you're not going to be able to go in and like, you know, I've, I have, I have hacked my Apple TV in the past. Um, and, but like, it's like jailbreaking your phone. It's like, why don't you just get a different phone? You know what I mean? Like with part of what makes the Apple TV great is if you, if you're an idiot and got a little time and money, you can really enjoy this stuff without having to sweat it. So that's, that's what I've been moving toward. Now with that said, um, as with so many things in the Apple ecosystem nowadays, uh, it just works as long as you figure out how it just works and then tolerate the times it just doesn't work. But you will almost always benefit from doing a little bit of your own heavy lifting, whether that's with how you name files on your Mac, if you're allowed. <laughs> um, my cloud. But, you, um, but in the case of, of, of iTunes, you know, I've got so many songs in iTunes and I so love, like this morning I jump in the shower and I want to listen, listen to some Blondie. I pop open the Blondie and I realize that like, you ever get this where, I think I mentioned this last week, where you go like, okay, this is <clears throat> Blondie's album, Parallel Lines. For some reason, I have one, if you look at an album view, one bit of album view has like eight songs on it. Another separate quote unquote album has one song and a third album has one song. They're all parallel lines, you know, but only one of them has like one way or another. Have you ever had this happen where you're like, I have no reason to, I have no understanding of why there are three, um, three uh, different artists that are really the same artist in here. Why is it that this only shows up in soundtracks and compilations? You know, like, I don't know if you're this kind of idiot that I am, but I will sit there and I'll sort my favorite sort generally in iTunes is album slash, or excuse me, artist slash year. Mm. So you sort by album, but then, you know what I mean? Because you, and, do, you know the years. Well, but what I'll do is, that, let's say I go in and do a search for the Beatles, and it pulls up all the Beatles ones, and then <clears throat> I'll hit the uh, sort. Well, let me just go look it up. It's easier that way. Um, I'll do a sort by, you click on album. So I think it just pops up with album. You click it again, it goes to album group by artist, you click it again and it goes album by artist slash year. So if you're currently looking at all of your Beatles songs and you sort by uh, artist, uh, sort albums by artist slash year with the right metadata, all of your Beatles records are in chronological order. 
and all the tracks are in the right order, oh, and it. you don't have six versions of Revolver unless you meant to. <clears throat> and, you know, there's certainly, let's be honest, in the pie graph of this, there's a giant overriding slice of this, which is like, you, one is a nerd and, and can't stand having the things not working properly. But, you know, functionally, when you're doing stuff on a phone and using iTunes Match, for example, it can be really frustrating to, like, figure out where stuff is. It's super frustrating on that iPad app. Yikes. But you end up having to do searches by song and then drill down and then going to album view from inside of there. So it's, it's absolutely, as Maria Bamford says, it's a champagne problem. But, you know, it's, it's super frustrating if you are, you know, you don't, if you don't want to sit there and stare at your phone for four minutes in order to listen to a song. You know, you could, you could go to Spotlight and look for it or whatever. But wouldn't it be nice if you could confidently click on The Beatles, have one version of Revolver, and then click one button to download all of those to your phone. Mm. Like, do you really want to have to go to five places to do that? Well, with, between good metadata and smart playlists, that all becomes a lot easier. Um, you, you can live a very happy life, a happy and godly and fulfilling life without ever fixing any of your metadata. But once you start spending some time on this stuff, you're going to want it to work. Oh, here's one more. I mean, the, the, um, yesterday's Apple TV update I thought was terrific. I mean, you can use a Bluetooth keyboard. That is a big, that is a big deal. People are, everybody's like, so, uh, I spit on the platform. <laughs> you know, no, this is giant. Like, you know, the remote app is good, but the ability to like, I, I play with it for like, you know, 30 seconds, but I saw that it worked was the main thing. And I guess I assume you can arrow through and things like that. I, I didn't spend much time with it, but just the ability to enter text, especially if you did not know previously that you can use the remote app to do that, which you should know just because it'll, change your life but you say you go to your go to your list right under music you hit the whatever orange music button and you say like artist and you go bloop bloop come back six minutes later and you're down to the peas maybe (laughs) (laughs) if that stuff's not all like where you expect it to be it can be crazy frustrating at least in my quick use of it yesterday it seems a lot faster i'm might just be imagining that but apple tv uh responsiveness gets real pokey sometimes it feels like for me not just like as you say like how quickly a movie comes up but um with stuff like you know scrolling and things like that anyhow i don't know if i've made a case for why this is worth doing but i know there are people out there that want to be able to do this and so that's uh what i want to talk about is that cool i'm down okay i'm down i'm completely down is there anything you want to tell me about that you like i like three things hmm you like uh Raindrops on roses, mm-hmm. whiskers on kittens, and large pieces of meat. That is correct. Brown, like, pa- brown paper ta- packages tied up with bacon. <laughs> These are the things I'm rarely faking. Over to you, Dan. I don't, I don't get that one, the reference. You don't get any of my references by design. You, on purpose, misunderstand things that I say. If you've never seen The Sound of Music, shame on you. Shame on you. Wrapped in bacon? Is that? And listen, I don't want to hear a word about this musical thing. Music, m- musicals are like poetry and folk music. You need to find five that you like and then just ignore the rest. Okay? How many so, does Phantom of the Opera count as? Three? I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. Really? No. You got you to see Oklahoma. That masquerade uh, song in, uh, in Phantom of the Opera borders on a fetish thing, by the way. I just thought I'd drop it. As I, don't, a, I don't know what any of that means. I, I, just I watch know, Phantom uh, of the Opera... I'm not going to watch Phantom of the Opera. It's not going to happen. Are you talking about the Lon Chaney Sr. one? You know, he put what, the one where he's walking with the queen? He put wire. No, no. I, I, I think you're thinking of uh, the Smiths. 
He he put wires around his eyes to make him poke out. You know what Lon Chaney Sr. would go through? I think you're thinking of Clockwork oh. Orange. No, no. I, I think you're thinking of uh, Zero for Conduct. My God, I just... I, you, how, oh man. you ever seen Zero for Conduct? I think I'm confusing it with that Malcolm McDowell Spanky movie. What's that called? What's the one where he's in school and everybody's mean to him? Caligula. Caligula. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal. I think you're thinking of Vidal Sassoon. Ooh, la la, Sasson. I miss that. Uh, with the jeans or the shampoo? The jeans. Oh, man. I tight, can still, really tight. I, I forget to pay the electric bill, but I can still sing the jingles for almost every designer <laughs> jeans thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so sadly true. So Gio Valenti. Like there's so... <laughs> <laughs> what about that Reuniti wine commercial? Reuniti on ice. Yeah, uh, so nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Dan, is Squarespace, everything you need I to make tell you. an amazing website. I never say I got to tell you. Yeah, I, I, what does Dan, that come from? When I do that, I am impersonating. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know who I'm impersonating, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely somebody who's uh, he's calling a ball game. <laughs> I like it. It's think just they're, they're gonna have us the chance. I gotta tell you, Budweiser beer. You don't like that blah 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 part of Trans- Hotel like Transylvania? I never gotta, say that. I never say had blah, blah, blah blah blah. You should check out Dan's Ungwin. All right, rubs in nice, comes off dry, just like a hooker on vacation. <laughs> think they're gonna have us the chance. Back to you, Dan. Wow. Now, you know what I, to, I you know what I love is that Squarespace. I got a note today on Squarespace. Oh, you did. Tell me about Squarespace. What's the uh, value proposition? Give me the F's and B's. Fully hosted. <laughs> it's like the old days again. <laughs> fully hosted. <laughs> fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, a blog, a portfolio. Merlin, no matter how experienced you are with building websites, mm-hmm. you, I used to be experienced with that. You too can build something amazing in minutes. Picking the edge. Without having to worry about things like hosting or scaling or integration. They have amazing templates that are all responsive. That means they will look good on your iOS device, on your Android device, on really any device. They are going to scale beautifully. They're going to look great. You can control the content with just dragging and dropping. This thing is called Layout Engine. It's their page builder. And you just add blocks of content. What are they? You want to put a video on there? Easy. You want to integrate Twitter? Done. You don't have to worry about what the site's going to look like on any of the devices because of this responsiveness so that when you're adding these little bits of content, you know, well, how's that going to scale? It's going to scale. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And they have real-time analytics. They have stats. And what I recommend, because a lot of the people that are in this say, well, I, I am, I've been using this other product for years and all my content is there. They will slurp the content, Merlin. Hmm. Hmm. They have, they have, they have a, a scalable... Uh, content slurping engine. That's right. So if you're, if you're that, using Dan? any one of the mainstream blogging platforms out there, they can pull all of your content in, then that's a good way to give it a try during your free trial. And uh, there are several ways to sign up for this. You can sign up for the month-to-month plan, which is 10 bucks a month. You can also, oh, 20 bucks for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, 20% off free domain. Sign up for two years, 25% off free domain. And uh, you can just go to squarespace.com slash back to work to try it out. Mm-hmm. And there is a, an offer code. Nice! That is the offer code. N-I-C-E. You'll get an additional 10% off anything. Did you leave off the E, N-I-C-E? I, I, keep, I, I keep the E. 
There's one E. One E. There's no I in nice if you spell it wrong. And I see. K-E-Y. And uh, the neat thing is then that gives you even more money off. But if you care at all, if you care at all about this show, Mm. Hmm. you will go to squarespace.com slash back to work and go sign up and check it out. My God, Dan, I hope people care about this show. I I think people used to care about the show. They used to. They used to. Um, what are those, uh, those little plastic, uh, things you snap together? <clears throat> uh, Blocko? They don't, no, it's not Blockos. It's Block, Blocko. Uh, it, it's like, uh, it's like those little plastic, uh, blocks. It's called Legos. It's called Legoses. <laughs> Plural, Cleric. Legos. Cleric. No, it's like Lego, right? And so, like, if you, if you buy, according to Hoyle, Legos, uh, they will fit together. You can even, you, did you know this, Dan? I know you're not a Duplo family. You're not du, du, Duplusitis. But you know with Duplos, you can have Duplos and Lego work together. Did you know that? They snap together in many cases. Oh, really? And here's the thing. So you want to have a window that, that you put on top of your Stormtrooper. That's fine. We don't have a problem with that. You, you want to put Deadpool's head onto this guy? Not a problem. Mm. And that's kind of how Squarespace works. Is If there is a block out there, and they are literally blocks. That's what they're called, I believe. You can drag them straight on, straight on the page, and it's awesome. Can I, can I just tell you one more thing? I don't yeah. know if you uh, fo- follow the trades like I do, but uh, it's a big week at Squarespace. They did not tell us to say this, but um, I'll put the, it's in show notes right now. Uh, uh, friends of the show over at uh, you know the Typekit, uh, they make, put together oh. all those wonderful web fonts. <clears throat> the headline. This is from uh, reporting uh, re- reporting for Squarespace. Uh, Jesse Hertzberg. Hertzberg. Uh, Squarespace, Jesse Hertzberg reporting for Squarespace, Squarespace plus typekit colon 65 professional fonts for free. So they've had like the, what that Google deal where there's like tons of those, those Google fonts. And now they've added 65 of these amazing, like actual Adobe typefaces. Um, I think they're Adobe, Adobe owns typekit. So, um, how awesome is that? And so now you go into your little WYSIWYG. We have to stop this because I got to talk about metadata. But uh, check it out. It's really cool. Adobe Caslin Pro. What? That's right. That's right. It's in there. You get Chunk, Coquette, <laughs> Attribute, Ambrois, Aria, Aria Ultra. <laughs> you ever use Aria Ultra? These are font names that you're reading. I hope so. I think I might be having a fugue state. Dovebar. Dovebar. Um, <clears throat> Aria Ultra is pretty. It's kind of like if uh, Cooper Black went to community college. So if you go to squarespace.com slash back to work uh, and uh, your code this month, nice, is you get uh, all this stuff right in here. It's all, it's, it's all right in here, Dan. Like, like, like uh, Blocko. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, so our thanks to uh, Lil Ryan and Squarespace uh, for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Gotta love him. God, he's, do you think he's uh, doing that Brad Pitt thing where he's getting littler? Do you think he's, uh, he's doing like, oh, a like in the uh, Benjamin button? Yeah, like a reverse button. I think I he is, yeah. Double reverse button. You know what I hate? I hate when people say that they're making a total three, 360 degree turn. Like, you don't mean that. Like, what are you, Tony Hawk? You mean 180, you're turning around. People, Dan, am I right? 360 sounds bigger, so people want bigger. <sighs> but it's the penultimate number for, for sure. Um, All right, so I just launched this uh, Music Brains Picard. Yeah. That, what is yeah. that name, though? I'm not going to get into it. All right. I, I assume it's a Star add, Trek reference. Add folder. But, okay, so let me, let me just explain a little bit about, about what this does. And so if you guys have your copy of uh, Picard, uh, go ahead and open it up. And, and Dan's right. When you open it up, it, it will probably seem a little bit uh, inscrutable at first. But I am, the, I am a computer guy, mm-hmm. and this was a little off And he used to, be, used to be a computer well, guy. I used to use computers. Let's mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. 
But here's the idea. So first of all, to understand Picard, you have to understand what Music Brains is, which I almost understand. Uh, there are sites out there that collect metadata about all kinds of media. Uh, some, some good ones that I'll mention, if you do anything involving stuff, uh, there's like the Music DB, there's the Comics DB, and, and basically there's like a standardized way to name things. Like let's all agree that this is the way that we name things. I think I'm reading this phonetically, but I think some people call this scene naming. I'm not sure what that means. But there are names for things, and if we all agree to name things this way, then we'll all know what this file means. And uh, what, what, what you're doing here with uh, Music Brains, so musicbrains.org, musicbrains with a Z. Um, so just, just for fun, go, go to musicbrains.org. We'll do a little example of, of, of what we're trying to accomplish here. Okay. So, so yeah, musicbrains.org. Mm-hmm. Default search, search is artists, so just type in Beatles up in the field. All right. Done. And you should get, I'm clicking, and then you'll see the top result, Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scroll down. Sort name, Beatles, comma, the. They already know that. And you see where we're going with this? So now you get a list. First of all, you see all of their albums. You see all their albums plus compilations. But notice up in the tabs, there's also releases, recordings, works, relationships. Like, this is all heavily metadata up. You can find bootlegs in here. You can find live shows. If it's something... I think the way it works, it's as they say, like a folksonomy or a, you know, this, what do you call that? Like a, like an open sourcey thing where people contribute to this, you know, they can slick, I guess you can send data back to CDDB from inside of iTunes. I don't know precisely how it works. I have not personally sent data back, but you know, it collects all this information and the more that people use it, the clearer it becomes that like, this is the correct canonical version of this. So just for fun now, let's click on, what do you, you're listening to nothing but Beatles now, right? Yeah. Um, I've been listening mainly to you know, revolver. Okay. I was going to say, uh, let's go to revolver. I'll say rubber solar revolver. I go back and forth on this to be my favorite. So when you go to revolver now, you're going to see what, what is all this? I thought it were all the same album. Now, which, re- wait, which, which revolver did you go to? Oh, so, uh, just the uh, 1966 straight revolver or revolver slash. Uh, if right. you're back on the Beatles homepage and mm-hmm. you've gone on a uh, revolver, that's, so you're on that page that's got starts with 12 inch vinyl with 14 tracks, 1966 and so forth. Yes. Okay, so so what they've done here is said, wait a minute, there's actually lots of different revolvers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this doesn't matter, right? Um, pretty much almost all of these are the 14 tracks that we know of as revolver in a certain order and so forth. But did you know, for example, that like a whole bunch of, basically almost every U.S. release, I'm sure you know this, U.S. release of Beatles records in the 60s were a mess. They, you know, when, for example, when they finally put out the uh, CDs in the 80s, they put out the U.K. version because... It's not merely like canonical. It's just way better. Like, you know, the whatever yesterday and today compilation. It makes no sense. It's like odds and sods. It's some stuff from albums. It's some stuff. And anyway, the thing is, Revolver is not always Revolver title. Uh, in this instance, there is a Revolver record that came out on August 5th, 1966 on Parlophone Records with the catalog number of PMC 7009. It has 14 tracks. Now, you know, you might be forgiven for saying that's the same thing as the um, MFSL uh, bootleg release uh, that's a remaster, but it's not. It's not the same. Does it have bonus tracks on it? You ever do that? You ever pull up something and it's like, oh, it'll say, it'll say like, you open up one of your albums that you've gotten, you've ripped or something, and it, you know, and the tracks from CDDB will some, be something like, you know, s- you know, 17 of 14 or something. You're like, what? Like, because some albums get re-released. The point is that there is metadata for almost everything in there. And just Music Brains by itself is handy, right? It's, it's handy that you can go and look all this stuff up. 
Very cool. Now, what does Picard do? Picard leverages all of this stuff that is already in the Music Brains collection so that either, so let's say you go grab, grab your revolver from inside of iTunes and drag it into Picard, or even cooler, you go into the, fold, the iTunes folder where all your Beatles records live and you drag that in, or you go to some folder out in the world, you can drag that in too. It could be in iTunes, it could be in an iTunes folder, or it could just be out there in the world. You can drop one MP3 in here and this will still work. And the way that it works is, if you want, if you want to try that, you can. Um, just grab, I don't know if you have it on that box, but just you know, grab an album and throw it into that left pane. All right, I'm doing this now. So if you're doing this at home, just, you know, you'll want to go and do this on your own, but I'm going to go to my music folder. Let me, let me stipulate up front, don't do this with every record you've got. Like until you understand Why? how oh, this works. Oh, just because you want to... I'm superstitious about this kind of stuff. I, this is definitely the kind of thing where like, I want to understand how this works. All right, so here's what I'm... Here's what I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm doing this right. I've got Revolver. Yeah. Now, what I have is a 2009 stereo remaster version of Revolver. Mono or stereo? It's, that, actually, it's funny. You've picked one of the total corner cases. The mono mixes do not show up in Music Brains, and I don't know why. I don't I know if this is the mono or not. Is that a... Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's funny that you... It says, evolved. wait, no, stereo remaster. Okay, good. You're good to go. It does have that one. I, I, All right, I so I drag day. this okay. into the left pane. Clicking. I'm going to the Beatles. Yep, exactly. And do you see a bunch of tracks in there now? Just now like do I... Out. No. Do I need Under, to drag it into a new folder, or do I just drag you know, it? Just drag it on that left pane. So basically, it's a single, single. Uh, it has a little. View. I hate. I hate to. No, go ahead. Create a problem, but it has the little Ghostbusters no symbol when I try to do that. Are they DRM'd? They might. They might be. Go grab something that's not DRM. I will look. It's, it's either like a you know a non DRM AAC or I'm gonna go to Team Dresh and their album Personal Best. Wait, I don't have that on here. All of it. Teenage Fan Club. I can drag pretty much anything okay. I want, and it. Won't so I'm go grabbing uh, Teenage Fan Club's "A Catholic Education," and I am dragging that into. I'm dragging, and the eleven tracks in there go under. You drag it in, and in my case, it goes it says "Unmatched Files." Do you get that? Mm, no, because nothing I drag in is accepted. I think everything oh. I have must be DRM'd. Well, just go oh, grab something that's, that's MP3s. Like go into your. I wish you could do this. Um, are you in your music directory right now? Or are you in iTunes? Oh, in iTunes. You want me to grab just the folder itself? I would say go out to the Euro directory. Go to your Tilda Music, Tilda iTunes, Tilda iTunes. Yes, iTunes. As, as we discussed, the wonderful, <laughs> Tilda Mil lovely. Media. All right, um, that is my problem then. So just go find one that's got some MP3s I'm doing, in it. I'm doing it. Maybe something you ripped. Um, and, you know, one, one thing you'll, you'll see that I really believe is an important pattern is, is to, I hate using that word leverage, but to make best use of the... Revolver is, is in there and it's in unmatched files, 14, okay. it's ready for you. So we'll talk more about stuff like, you know, whether you should rate things and stuff like that. But the thing is, there's already so much great metadata already in all of these files or will be soon when you, when you fix them. But like, even if you got something that fell off the back of a truck, like if you just get it close enough in iTunes, you can drag it into here and do great stuff. So right now it's under unmatched files, right? Yes. You see that goofy looking icon that says cluster? Yes. Click on cluster. Okay. And do they all go into a handy little folder? They have. They are now in a folder. Okay, so what that did was under said, clusters. Yeah, it said it said you know take your best shot at figuring out what all these things are. Nothing really sexy has happened yet. Now click on whatever the directory for whatever that revolver. Yeah, and then click on the magic wand for lookup. Okay, and watch the magic. Oh wow. Okay, so what it just did, what Dan and I are looking at now, is over on the right pane. 
you should see. Now, if you, if you got a gold record, that means that everything was perfect. It's probably not perfect. <laughs> but um, what, it's, what it's done is it's, it said you'll get a little icon that shows you how much of the data is correct with what it knows it to be. Mm-hmm. But here's where it starts to get great. So control click on the name of the album over like under title or wherever, you know, in the right pane, mm-hmm. control or control click and go to other versions and then just hover over what's in there. Oh, wow. Okay. So what we're seeing here is a list. You remember when we were back on the Music Brain site under Revolver, we saw all those different versions. You probably will be seeing that now. And so if any of that, let's say, let's say you got that from five different versions of Revolver. Let's say something about any of that was goofy. You should now see, and you can correct it to say that's the version I want. Is it, is it checked? Do you have a gold record? Mm-hmm. Is it all gold? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're good to go. But just for the sake of argument, you could go in and select the first one. That's what I do. I want the date of... In that case, I might have done 2009. But generally speaking, I want the date of when it was released. It drives me bananas when I buy stuff from Amazon. And it's, first of all, every track is titled name of title and then in parentheses, album version. It's like, I don't want that in the title of everything. It's really goofy. And it's always, 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 as with almost, iTunes got better about this at some point. But it does drive me crazy that it seems to be the date for stuff seems to be the date that like they got it or the date that that release <laughs> came out. And I, I don't want all my Beatles stuff to say 2009. That doesn't help. That does me. not help. Okay, so in my case, and we'll see in a minute how to set it so that there's a way to trick it into always pretty often picking the oldest version by default. Um, in this instance, it's doing that for me. It's saying, well, it's, what it's done is, well, well, you'll see how this magic works in a second. But for me, this Teenage Fan, Fan Club album, it's saying it is the August 1990 version on Matador Records released on 12-inch vinyl which is okay with me. <clears throat> and if everything looks the way you want, you can either select the whole album or you can select particular songs and hit save. Now, once this is all configured correctly, you can do this with a whole bunch of music. You go in and verify that it's all the way that you want. And then when it's configured That's right- That's so cool. And then you get a little check hit, when you do that. And when you hit save, once it's configured correctly, once you, when you hit save, it adds it into iTunes for you. Why Ooh. is this great? So if you've got a giant directory of stuff sitting in a folder, as you Mac people say, sitting around somewhere, you could- fix all that metadata in place using this app and then drag it into iTunes. It doesn't have to be in iTunes yet. I, as a tip, I have found that, like, like I say, getting close enough with the metadata, getting the correct artist album stuff in place will help a lot. So there, there's a secondary level to this where you can do what's called acoustic foot uh, fingerprinting, where it will go out and like based on Disney magic about that track, how long it is, the little spikes in it, it will try to guess what it is. I would say that as a quarter of last resort. Where possible, you start with lookup. Lookup means can I uh, search against the database and come up with exactly what this matches? And a lot of times, a lot of the time, it guesses right. Um, if it's not working, it's going, bah, you can hit scan. And it, I think what it does is, and again, you can tweak all this in settings, is it will say based on the tracks that are alongside it, it'll go, oh, well, well of course, you know, this is, you know, uh, something else by the kinks or whatever. But you're getting the rough idea here. Now, are you getting that all the way across the bottom pane at the bottom? Yeah, I see. Original and new values? Yeah, I see original value, and which most of which was blank. And the yeah. new value, which has all the other, the new stuff. And when I hit save, the original value is now set to and, what was... And, you know, as ever with these things, I mean, <clears throat> it's hard for me to tell you, as I sit here, exactly which of these things will work exactly the same as mine, because I've tweaked mine as you should tweak yours. But for example, what it's showing you in these, if you're looking at this, and you should be in Picard, otherwise you shouldn't bother listening to this podcast, um, is that you'll see the original value. So look, click on one song, click on... 
like whatever, start Taxman first song. Click well, I'm, I'm now doing this with Nevermind, uh, Nirvana's Nevermind album. Okay. And so that starts out with... Uh, smells like, like Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit. Okay. So when you click on just Teen Spirit, you'll see original value on the, in the second column. Um, so the first column is the tag. Because there's all kinds of metadata that can be in here is the bananas part. And this will help you get all that stuff in there. It won't all show up in iTunes, but it, I think it's it will in be. the file. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so in my case, like I'm looking at Everything Flows by Teenage Fan Club. And yes, it agrees that that is the title. It's the artist, the album, the track number, the date. It has now added the actual date, not just the year. So instead of 1990, mine now says 1990-8-2. Uh, album artist fixes that. Album artist sort fixes that. Why? Because Music Brains knows all of this. Um, and then go further down. I'm getting a composer field. Do you get a composer field for like who wrote it? Uh, yes, there's a composer. There's there's lots of other information like performer on the bass and drums and guitar, vocal, that kind of thing. It's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It knows all of that. Now try this. Go ahead and select the whole album. Okay. You know, click on Nevermind. Right. And just for fun, like type go into so under new value what's a good example of this um i want to do something that's not going to screw you up but for example let's say you want to call is the, is the genre that's showing up grunge <clears throat> the genre let me find that yeah genre is alternative i would rather ha, be grunge. see Arr! so you've clicked on that go down to genre mm-hmm. and double click in that new value column okay on on, on where it says alternative right and enter grunge. Okay. So what did you just do? You just picked your own, your own handpicked your own um, genre for that. I don't know about you, but stuff that I've gotten off the internet in the last twelve years, almost everything is blues. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's completely crazy making. Right. Now we'll get into the preferences in just a second. But part of the beauty of this is that once you've configured this the way you want it to work, you're not going to get blues as a as a genre or you know. Uh, oh God, what is it? 90s. What does that mean? How is 90s a genre? Why, why is it when you open up iTunes for the first time, it's got a uh, list? Uh, uh, not get me started. Anyway, yeah, you know, what I'd like to listen to 90s music. No kind of food I like. Beige. Like, eh, what does that even mean? Okay, so now so, I have to hit save for it to apply yeah, that. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so, but, but you're getting this one thing that's really cool here where it's, you'll see in parens, it'll say different across N items. Well, if you change that field when you have multiple selected, it'll change that in the, that field in all of the things right. you selected. All right. So you're, you're getting how this is kind of cool. Well, why is this cool? Cause you're a nerd and it matters to you that this stuff be the way that you want. If you want to change, if it's not, if it's coming up with 2009 and you don't like that, change it to 1966. I don't think there are, there may be. It, yeah, oh, so there is actually one called original release date in there. I'm not sure if iTunes honors that. Personally, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't know if this screws up iTunes match. To be honest, your mileage may vary, but I like to go in and make the date of it the year that it was released. So anyway, you're get, is this making sense as something that's kind of totally. cool? Okay. So and now before we get into preferences, which is huge, uh, I would say don't just drop everything you own in here. Before you do anything, go in and just throw in an album you know, again, back up, back up, but, but throw in, um, one album that you're familiar with and see how it, see how well it does at guessing what it is. And then go in and you can see how this works. You can tweak it now. Um, so like I've done that in passes, like one day I'll do, I'll fix some Beatles stuff. One day I'll fix some new order stuff. I'm not going to spend like two months fixing all of this, the stuff where it really matters to me. I wanted all my Beatles stuff to be correct. Cause I've got, uh, you know, I've got, 
the like old version of Revolver. I've got the 2009 mono, the 2009 stereo. If it existed, I would have the purple chick um, release that has the remastered version with all the alternate takes of Anya Burke and saying, if I just call that Revolver, there's going to be a whole bunch of tracks. It gets way wrong. And I want that to be right because this is something that I, I care about. So, uh, so that's, you get the notion though. I would say go in and, and start with one album. And then if you're liking it, it seems worth your time. You could try it with a few albums by somebody you like a lot or one that you know is particularly thorny. And it'll, you know, further to this, if you drop in uh, an album and it, it, you only have 10 of the 11 tracks, you won't get the little gold record icon. It'll say, hey, wait a minute, there's, uh, you, you don't have all the tracks. But, I, you know, you can go ahead and fix it anyway. But at least now those are fixed and you're using a system that's going to be consistent. You're not going doing it by hand. Uh, and you know that you're applying that metadata across all of the files. So you're much less likely to get that bananas thing where you have seven copies of the same album. Uh, the other thing it will do that I think is hugely helpful is, uh, like in my case, a Catholic education, which is correct here, this TH fan club record. Uh, it might say uh, 11 of 11. And then it might say like, after the semicolon, it'll say about 35, which means I have, inexplicably, I have 35 songs associated with this record. Why? Because you got multiple copies. You might have an MP3 and an AAC and so on and so forth. And as far as I can tell, I don't understand exactly how this magic works. Um, it will fix, it seems to, I'm sure you can tweak this, but it fixes the entire album, but I think it prefers like the higher quality track. You know, we'll get into probably in the next episode, we'll get into duplicate removal, which is crazy making. But this is certainly one way to make it way easier to find your duplicates, right? If, they're, if they are really the same thing, then you can use automation to go in and find things. They prefer the higher version of these tracks that are otherwise identical. Sensible so far? This is all very sensible, but the, the, it, while I was listening to you talking, the duplicate thing did come up in my mind. And that was something that before, because we talked about iTunes Match before, that was something I did in a very kind of awful manual way prior to doing iTunes match because I was terrified. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, this seems like it would kind of help with that. Is this something you would want to do before you try and deal with the duplicates, like get all this data, right? Or is it get rid of the duplicates first and then sit down and do this? That's a good question. The, the, um, the philosophical way to look at that. Well, first of all, I, you know, again, I would back everything you've got like in situ, I would back up everything that you've got to start. And if you got the space and even the automation, like I would back up at certain, if you, again, if you've got the space, it wouldn't hurt to back up just to be safe. But to your point, it looks like it's a duplicate or not a duplicate. But is there any chance that the file got deleted from your drive for some crazy reason and it's just residually in the iTunes library because that does happen? You ever do that? You hit a track and it says track could not be located. Yeah, that's scary. Locate it. That's one. Another one is that, you know, you might have what appear to be multiple versions, but if you've ever tried to remove duplicates in iTunes, it's so crazy making because it'll go, here's your duplicates. And then you have to like alternately pick rec ones and make sure you pick the right one. And what I would say is get all the meta. And again, I, I cannot guarantee that this will not screw up iTunes match. I've had good luck so far. Um, I think I, you know what, I have no way of knowing, but I assume iTunes matches using something closer to acoustic fingerprinting to decide whether it matches. Given that, it's going to start by saying, is this at least 128K? So it's doing some kind of sexy hash type stuff, I'm guessing, to at least decide if it's, you know, in the ballpark. I would say, you know, if you're going to do a really, 
you know, you're, you should get, you should do what you think works, but I would be circumspect about removing duplicates until you know whether they're actually duplicates because you might be removing a, like if it's, if it's a band that you like a lot where you've got four versions or live versions, you know, there's always the chance that you might unintentionally be as you manually half drunkenly delete these, you might be getting rid of something that's actually unique. So, I mean, again, I, the workflow for this will evolve depending on how you like to roll, but can I show you a couple things and preferences that I think are great? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you about something I like first? Oh, I would love to hear about something. No, I bet you would. Mm. Shutterstock. Shutterstock. You will find over 20 million stock photos. They also have vectors, illustrations, video clips. You go to Shutterstock. We're talking about searching, right? I think they've already run through all these images with some kind of tool. Because as you search, you can find pretty much anything you want pretty easily. You can do this just on the website, Shutterstock.com. You can do it with their really cool iPad app. And then you have these light boxes and you organize all of the stuff, all of the content, all the things that you find into light boxes. You don't have to buy any of this stuff. It's just for your process, for organizing. It's very relaxing because- just to browse. You sit there on the iPad and you browse. And yeah. it's, you, you get the breadth of how much great stuff is in there when you, when you can sit there in your repose and flip around. It's awesome. So you might be working on a project. You might be working on a new website where you're looking for you know, artwork for it or vectors for it or a video clip. Or maybe you're building an iOS app and you need some images for that. It doesn't matter. You can organize these into the different light boxes. Maybe you're collaborating with someone. You can share the light boxes with people. You can say, oh, look at this. I, I think I found some Im- good images for our project. And they can do that. You could, if you're a designer, you could do that. And it's, it's a very, very effective way to do this. And it makes, it just makes a lot of sense when you see it, especially if you're using the iPad app, which is really, really great. Uh, they have tons and tons of uh, folks behind the scenes who can help you 24 hour support during the week. So if you have a problem, you actually get an account rep who's dedicated to you, who will answer your questions. They have a free account to browse. All of this stuff is free. When you want to buy the thing, you can buy just in one image. You can get a subscription package. You can get special licensing. It's up to you, whatever you need. And all you need to do uh, is uh, sign up. There's an offer code. Back to work one, the number one. Back to work one, all spelled out. You get 30% off any package that's there once you know you want to buy something. So go check them out. Shutterstock.com, back to work one, 30% off. Our thanks to uh, Shutterstock for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Back to work. And also the nature of the way their uh, business and the subscription stuff works is if you use it over time, it really benefits you. Because if you're you're just like looking around and you've got like 10 of those little collections, light box type things, you might say, oh, like here's a cool cityscape I might want to use. And you just toss it in there. You know what I mean? That you can have serendipity, you know, really be on your side. It's very fun to use. Um, So let's look at preferences. And... uh, Oh, gosh, you know, me and the provisos. I'm sure there are a million ways to do this. I'm sure there are better ways. It's so exhausting that to have to respond to that. This is what I use, and I, and I hope it works for you. <laughs> Again, to quote Maria Bamford, it's a present. It's free. It's free content. <clears throat> Save your breath, Nutty Rice. So um, I, I don't remember if I had to do this, but I did go in and set up a musicbrains.org account, which is free. And you can enter that data in here. I think that makes it easier, obviously, for you to say, hey, here's this fish record Marco likes that nobody knew existed. It's like, you know, f- fish live, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the chill tent at uh, some Midwestern college. Then you can add that in here and send that data back to Music Brains where, you know, it can go into the mix. Pretty cool. So go to, um, they call it options. That's adorable. Um, 
So, uh, but you know, believe it or not, command comma works. So, uh, open up options. <laughs> First thing you'll see is general. I want to. I can't go through all of these. I will say, take the time to go through here because you may not even realize how many things that you had a preference for. You don't like it when things are called various artists. Okay, change the name. If right, it's a various a default, artists album. Change that. Exactly. I'm looking at metadata right now, the first pane of metadata. Yeah. Standardize artist names, convert Unicode characters, use release relationships, track relationships. Awesome. Use folksonomy tags as genre. More on that in a minute. All great to go in and set the way you want. Okay. Get ready for the serious nerdery to start. Um, drill down into metadata preferred releases. And <laughs> I made this in Python. Um, <laughs> it's no swing. But you go in and look at preferred releases. And this seems like, why would I do this? But I don't even understand all, what these, what are these sliders? Like, what does exactly. that mean? So here's the thing. Um, you're going to have to, I don't, I have not spent a huge amount of time with this. I've tweaked this a little bit. I'm going to tell you a couple of tweaks that I like. First of all, preferred release countries. Uh, you can go in and there's a little like font DA mover thing. What's that, what's that widget called where you can move things left and right? We'll call it the font DA mover. <laughs> font DA mover for countries. And so I went in and because I'm an American and we're better than everybody, mm-hmm. I said my first preferred release country is the United States and the second one is the United Kingdom. Well, that may not be that useful for everything, but believe me, it will come up. You might come up with something that was released. Um, you, maybe there's this Brazilian record, this, um, this Tropicalia record that, you know, came out in Brazil and you would like to prefer the U.S. version over that or what have you. It's just, it's another way of like having less to click on. So I've said, all I've said is preferred release countries, United States and United Kingdom. Now the next one is, is this is a very much, your mileage may vary, but here's what I did. Preferred release formats. Oh, you picked Betamax. I did. I picked Betamax and I picked a eight eight, eight centimeter CD and then wax cylinder. (laughs) That is not... They do have wax cylinder. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I wish I would listen to that. I'm guessing you picked CD. Nope, 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 nope. Vinyl? Number one, you know what I picked, Johnny? 12 inch vinyl, number two CD, number three, seven inch vinyl. Okay, why, why vinyl first? Because I listened to lots of old, dumb music that was very first released, A, in the U.S., B, on vinyl records. Mm. And I really prefer that original release. I'm, okay? picking, I'm picking CD. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. But I mean, again, experiment with this and see how it works. You can override any of this at any point, but part of the beauty is, is that like, you're leaving out a lot of this. Like, why does it suck to do this in iTunes? It's, it's really, iTunes is swell. But like, there's just so much clicking and selecting and next and previous and beep, boop, beep, boop. And you might do that for an hour and still iTunes does not recognize that as the same album. If you want to fix a lot of this stuff at a pass, getting these things set the way you want and you do need to experiment to get them right, you'll, you'll eventually hopefully get it the way you want. Uh, yeah, this is a completely inscrutable piece of UI called preferred release types. Um, and you're weighing basically when... <laughs> this is so bizarre. Um, like, do you, do you want this to, oh my God, this is so weird. I don't even know if I have this set up right, but you can go in and say like, um, would you prefer, for example, like on a sliding scale from a notional zero to 10, would you tend to prefer the album version? Would you tend to prefer the single version? Mm. Would you prefer this be a compilation, a soundtrack, spoken word and so forth? And you can go in and like, just lightly weigh, if you choose to do this, it's real nerdy. You can go in and weigh like what your preferences are. If it, if it drives you crazy that everything shows up as a compilation 
well, then you can reduce the likelihood that it will guess. You're basically giving it, I think, giving it general hints about what you prefer. Anyway, so that's, let's go to where it gets fun and where we really solve some problems and change lives. Click on folksonomy tags. Folksonomy, what a silly word. That means that a lot of people have already done the heavy lifting on figuring out, uh, in this case, how to name something or how to tag something, right? And so like on Delicious or uh, the much better pin board, you can really rely on other people's tags. If there's a popular tag for something, you might want to add that because somebody else has already figured out what that might be. So look at this. Did you see ignore tags? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So my ignore tag, seen live, favorites, fix me, owned, blues. I, I want to <laughs> add- You have blues added? <laughs> oh, I put blues in there. Dude, I can't go, do this for me, not right now, but go to iTunes at some point and look for genre blues. You know, and you're going to see like mud honey in there. It's, it's very frustrating. It's weird. Um, you can also choose to say, again, now I, I haven't spent a huge amount of time with these. You can say use only my tags, like ones you've already picked. Um, I like this one, minimal tag usage. So like, don't give me a, a tag for this unless in my case, 80% of people have also used that. Hmm. You can change all of this yourself. But if you never want to see like those dorky things that those Kazaa style, dumb, uh, whatever that is, tags, remember Kazaa? You, uh, you will not see those. Okay, let's go to a couple other ones. We've got to move on a little bit here. Um, one that I like a lot that I'm going to really say is a good idea, go on to file naming. Um, and, you know, I would say this is a little nerdy, but you can go in and make sure that files are named in the way that, you know, makes oh, sense. Syracuse would love this. Yeah, but it's got, it's got percents, not slashy things. I know. Yeah. I bet he would tolerate it. <laughs> it's open source. He can yeah. roll his own. Yeah. He can add all the regular expressions. Uh, it's in Python, his favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I like, just little simple things. Um, yeah. And you know, this is a, this is a wonderful open source app. It's not, it's not like somebody sat in, in you know, sat in Cupertino and made this for five years. It, it, but it's a terrific app. So for example, simple one, rename files when saving. Yes, please. Boy, you want an easier way to like figure out when there's duplicates, like put it in the right folder, give it the same name, consistency, consistency, consistency. And I don't know if you're seeing this move files to this directory when saving. And in my case, that goes to my beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, slash music folder and puts it in the right place. And so you can go in and pick your own taxonomy for this, like how you want these things to be organized. I would say keep it with the way that iTunes does it, which is, you know, music slash artist slash album. But, you know, it, it's up to you, you know, Van Hoot, do it however you want. And then cool cleanup stuff, delete directories, enough said. Is, is this making sense so far? Very. Like if you care about this, this is swell. A quickie here, this is a little dicey. They've got a plugins thing where you can go and get plugins. I found a lot of them are not up to date or don't work, the ones I want. Uh, I got one called Cover Art Downloader that will go in and get the right cover art and so forth. And let's just go to a couple other ones. But for people who've been asking like, oh my gosh, how do I fix genres? Well, this is a pretty good start. You know, you could do a lot worse. And let's really get into, you know, Club Van Hoot. You get onto Advanced and you can set these thresholds. You could say... So like if you're getting too many false positives or too many false negatives, you can go in and tweak all this. Oh, by the way, I should mention there's a help button in the lower left that will tell you, you know, like whatever on that screen is help for that screen, like VLC. It's good, like contextual help. Um, anyway, you'll, you'll go in and see the rest of this scripting. You can do all kinds of stuff. But uh, boy, we've spent way too much time on this thing. But you, can you see the usefulness of this? If you're, if you're somebody, especially if you're using you know, iTunes match. If you only ever buy stuff on iTunes, you never add your own stuff to it. Like, don't worry. Like, you'll be fine. You don't need to do any of this. But this gets us right back back into like, well, smart playlists are only going to be as good as the metadata that's in there. Right? I mean, if, if it's all a question of like, you know, show me everything I've given one star to, well, no problem. 
But that really is like making your own ketchup. In this case, if you want to see something like, show me everything that's power, uh, the genre power pop that's gotten more than two plays, but I haven't listened to in the last three months. Hey, that's actually a pretty great list. That would be good for me to do, but I can't do that if power pop is also new wave and rock mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So once you derive the kind of like, I, I bet most of us could be super happy with about 10 tags. You know what I mean? It's, it's the classic taxonomy problem of you've got so much of this stuff tagged and, and not all of it is even the least bit sensible. But anyway, that is our very long advertisement for Music Brains Picard. Check it out. Um, I'm a, and uh, I want to tell you about something I like, but I also want to tell you uh, a couple other things along the way. I need to check uh, last week's show notes, but I need to repurpose some links. But um, when you get into music um, or comics or TV shows for the sake of argument, let's say you're getting open source TV shows from out there. If you want that to show up correctly, for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. let's say you've got an AVI or an MKV of, uh, of, a, of a public domain. Uh, Completely legal. I think there's like four public domain. Did you know that nothing went into the public domain this year? Did you hear that? No. Yeah, James Joyce's grandson is there with a, like a hatchet, making sure nothing ever, nothing cool ever happens. <laughs> oh, I'd love. To, I wish somebody would never stop punching that guy. Um. So, where did I find these? Back to work. E one o. Notational velocity. Look it up. Um. So, music brains, obviously, a really, a really terrific one. Some of these other things you can do, like if you're having trouble having things, like you know, if you want to stick to a standard. You can do really nerdy stuff like I do, which is to go to places like TV, thetvdb.com. And that will give you the canonical name for a TV show. Is it called Adventure Time? Is it called Adventure Time with Finn and Jake? Is it, you know, is it key and peel with an ampersand or an and? I know. Who cares? I care. I want it to be correct. Uh, Music Brain's terrific. Um, TMDB, the movie database, same thing. If you want to go find out the name of something, and like, you know, there's lots of, for example, there's lots of TV shows that have the same name over the years. And so if you, I can't think of a good example. Like if, uh, I don't know if they were like SWAT or like something where there's been like a reboot of it. Like if you put in the wrong year, it's going to be all goofy. Um, you know, music wise, should it be Wham or Wham UK? Should it be Beat or English Beat? Like these will help you get that right. And there's one I think called the Comics DB uh, that does something similar. Because I'm Oh, never I, sure. know th- I know that one. I'm never sure how to name that stuff. Um, so uh, that's that's how to go out and get some metadata. Um, really just in passing, you know what? I'll tell you about something I like and then tell you a little bit about video because I'm going to change your world. Because <laughs> I'll tell you about something I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sure? Yes. Game. Do it. You, you I'm know game. About, you game? You know about the smile? You ever heard of these guys? Smile. Gal- yeah, these are the guys that make those handy dandy little uh, little uh, utilities like um the one that types stuff for you. Yeah, they make that little watchman button with the blood on it. Yeah. Smile. Uh you go to smallsoftware.com and these are terrific friends of uh, of the show and the network. And they are believe it or not, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. They are celebrating. I want to get this right cuz this seems bananas. They are celebrating their 10th year Smile's 10th anniversary. And they are at Macworld. And they've actually got pictures up uh, at their site uh, of them there in like 2003. They're all wearing old-timey hats, <laughs> red and penny-farthing bicycles. Like that time you wore the, the Great Gatsby uh, thing. Eating meat pies. 
And so uh, they're going to be at Macworlds. So you should definitely go check them out. That's uh, actually, I guess it's kind of starting right now. Has it already started? I know like uh, Gene Gray McDonald's already in town. Mm-hmm. That'd be creepy. But, um, but if you're going to Macworld, be sure and check out uh, Smile and to help them celebrate their uh, 10th year. And I'm just going to tell you something that I like, which is their, uh, their text expander. I, they, they're a sponsor of the show, but it's, it's hard to articulate how much I use text expander all the time. Why is it hard to articulate? Because I, I can't even tell you, it would be like the letter E or the word the, it would be hard for me to accurately calculate how often I use those because I use text expander so much and I continue to increase the number of things that I have in here. So text expander, it's a real simple thing on your Mac or iOS. Uh, the, the most simple and universal use for this is also, in my opinion, the most powerful, which is you create abbreviations, little shortcuts. You can go in and type a few letters and then boop, that explodes into like a whole big thing. If I type EMG, it prints out my email address, my Gmail, E-M, you know, as an email and G is in Google. Uh, you name it whatever you want. L-L-O-R-E-M gives me 500 words of lorem ipsum text. Uh, typing my P.O.B. drops in my, my P.O. box with the correct U.S. post office metadata. Uh, my house puts that in. My cell, my phone, any of those. It, it puts all of those in. It's terrific. In our case, I have one called B.B.U. And if I type B.B.U., it, uh, it puts in the URL for uh, or URL, as you say, for, for back to work. I, I type, uh, this is just, you know, uh, silly thing, five live. Numeral five and then live creates the live. Because I, I type that enough in my browser and especially for Twitter toots. That was worth doing. Is that worth doing for you? I don't know. What are you typing too much? That's a freebie. They can have that one. I want to find some of these other ones I've added recently. Um, like if I want to type Roderick on the line, I will frequently abbreviate that as R-O-T-L. And I like that abbreviation. I'm going to leave that alone so that if I type R-O-T-L, nothing happens. If right. I type R-O-T-L-L, boop, that expands to Roderick on the line. Uh, if I type B-B-B, for example, on my phone, boop, that explodes to back to work. I type that a lot. So huge, huge time savers. Uh, things that I end up saying to people a lot on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Uh, say, I got Save Your Breath, Nutty Rice. Um, I got one that I composed. Uh, the abbreviation is, is Contech, C-O-N-T-E-C-H. And when I type that, the following uh, is, is pasted in its place. Life is complicated, comma, but comma. Life is complicated, but contemporary technology blesses each of us with many options for everything. And that is such a great response to pretty much everybody who's going meh, 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 about some kind of technology. Make, make that for Debian. <laughs> well, you know, life is complicated, but contemporary technology blesses each of us with many options for everything. Wow. Now that you do that, so that, that's what it typed all of that. Save your breath, Nutty Rice. It's, it's the, the, the greatest new catchphrase of the year, courtesy of uh, Uncanny X-Men 3. Uh, J, JGI, just Google it. Uh, SFCA, San Francisco, California. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is a Roderick on the Line reference, but if I type uh, S-E-T-F-I-R-E, set fire, uh, it types out, go outside, take your clothes off, throw a garbage can through the window, then set the place on fire. I can't tell you how much time that saves me every week. I can imagine. Yeah. A-X-M is Astonishing X-Men. H-H-A-L-F makes the one half symbol. W-O-T-F, way of the future. Uh, and so forth. Um, oh, here's one. You know, do you know you can like paste in like images? You know that, right? Like a, like a signature or something. Uh, if I type R-O-T-L-I, Roderick on the line image, if I'm in iTunes and I'm setting up the metadata to put it into uh, the podcast feed, if I'm in the image area, believe it or not, this works. I click where the image would go. I type R-O-T-L-I and it pastes in the image for me. You could do images and I'm not even getting in all this Terpster-esque stuff that you could do with bash scripts and stuff. It's, it's bananas. You can run, what, you can run like 
think you can run like PHP in here. You can do pretty much anything. The date math, all fantastic. 10 years of Smile. We love them very much. And if you don't have Text Expander, uh, it's the way of the future, WOTF. So you should definitely go check it out. So you can go to smilesoftware.com. I don't think we have a special URL this week or URL, as you say. But uh, please, please go and please try Text Expander. Having it work across all of your devices, um, it's a game changer as far as I'm concerned because I've said enough. You got to just do it. Don't you think? Do you use Text Expander, Dan? Constantly. Yeah. It's weird. They, they actually, they have a little, uh, I haven't done this in a while. Well, what's really great is we get a lot of feedback from the different shows, people asking questions, people who, you know, they, they, we just want to acknowledge that they've responded to us. So we use, we use it a lot for answering common questions like how, where do I find this? Or is there a thing here or whatever? And so we can have answers that are somewhat pre-written that we can easily edit with their little forms feature where we can, you know, type in the, the, the bit of information that they're looking for or help us send them to a certain URL. And it, it really, really helps. We can do that in email. You can do that in Twitter. You can do it wherever you answer people's questions. And, and that, that is a, a tremendous time saver, not just for the single word replacement, but for like, a, a, you know, if, if we have 10 people a day who ask the same question, right. it makes sense to have a, a, a well-worded, straightforward answer that you can customize for the individual person that you're applying to. And they got, they got the, the thing where you can set up your own little forms where you get the boop yeah. and it pops up and yep. enter parts in like, uh, yeah, I know you're Charles Dickens. Every, every email you write is precious. But, but what's neat about that is have you ever had occasion to, for example, invite your five bridesmaids to come to a party? Well, you kind of don't, you may not want to send, you might want a slightly artisanal email to send them. You might, and so, but you could have the basics of like where it is, what time it is, how to get there. And then you can have a field where you write in like an actual personal note to that person. Person. It's just way faster. I just went to something. If you go to, for those of you who already have Text Expander, go and open it up. And uh, I've got this in my bar, and you probably do too. Click on statistics, and it's keeping track of how much time you saved. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at track. that. Look at that. Tell it, tell it, you tell it how many words per minute you type. I've never, and, you know, I, I don't think I've ever looked at this. Yeah. So I, I, I like to think I type 50 to 55 minutes per words per minute, but I, I type maybe 40 correct words per minute and then edit a lot. But um, it's expanded 5,186 snippets. Oh, wow. I've saved myself 226,000 characters. And that means 18.89 hours have been saved from using this. But, you know, I could give a fig about the hours. It's the, it's the not having to think part that I like. Because as you know, Dan, I don't like to think. So anyway, smallsoftware.com. Uh, wonderful friends of the show. Wonderful people making wonderful software. Wonderful, wonderful. And so uh, if you're Macworld, check them out. Uh, in any case, uh, our thanks uh, to Smile for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Got to go. Got to wrap this up. This oh. is getting super long. Don't we? Isn't this getting super long? Yeah, it's always long. Um, so you've got these public domain, let's say you go to archive.org and you go and you get one of the five or six pieces of video in the world that are not under copyright. Um, let's say you've even been super lucky and you've got the Blu-ray, uh, you've got approximately a 10 gig Blu-ray version of it in 1080p. Maybe it's the Keystone Cops. Um, get this app called iFlix and I believe it is iFlixapp.com. And, you know, there's lots of stuff out there, like your handbrake type things that'll do whatever an FFmpeg and like, boy, have you ever seen the flags and attributes for FFmpeg? Mm. Oh my gosh, yes. That is, <laughs> that is up there with the most inscrutable <laughs> stuff in, in the universe. Right. It's crazy. Like maybe John Syracuse and like 
D.W. Griffith. Maybe maybe they can understand it. But um, iFlix is terrific because it is for getting videos of different kinds into iTunes. Now, there's two big parts to that. Number one, whatever video you've got, if you have, God forbid, an AVI uh, or uh, maybe you got an MOV, or in this case, maybe you're super lucky and you've got a Matroshka, an MKV, mm. which is the emerging format for doing uh, large video files of Keystone Cops things that are in uh, public domain. A, how do I get it into iTunes? Well, iFlix will make a wrapper for whatever you drop in to iFlix. Oh, first of all, let me just, well, let me get to the metadata in a minute. First of all, anything you drop in there, whether you fix the metadata or not, it will do the best that it can based on the, I guess, codec that it starts with. If it's AVI, it, it will just take a super long time to transcode to MP4. But if it's an MOV or an MKV, any of those friendly, Apple-friendly formats, it will, to the extent possible, just create a wrapper for it that will let you watch it in iTunes. <clears throat> It'll only transcode what it has to. So this is, if, you like, if you've got an Apple TV and you've got a bunch of public domain movies sitting around you'd like to watch and don't know how to get it there, you don't have to run Plex, God love it. You don't have to sit there and like change all of these like one at a time and blah. So that's awesome. You could say, for example, I have, the one that I use is, I think it's just called uh, Reference File. Not Reference File. Let me open it up. Uh, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, believe it or not. First of all, everybody just needs to know about this app. There's not a single person I've mentioned this app to who like hasn't seen it and gone, oh my God. You know, uh, the preset I pick is iTunes compatible. Um, and that means to the extent you could also pick what your device is. Do you have an iPod, you, an iPhone, a new, uh, you know, you can basically, you don't have to go in and hit a bunch of settings to say, make it work on my iPad 3 or my iPod. In this case, I'm just saying, make it iTunes compatible. Make it work so that it can, anywhere that iTunes can deal with, it's going to work great. So that's awesome because it's kind of a pain in your workflow to have to go deal with all of that. But here's where it gets great. If you have been really cool and smart and the way you named all of your public domain files is as, I'm saying this again, phonetically seen named, if it's correctly named, if you have Keystone Cops and then in parens, whatever, 1919, it's going to go search the TVDB database, pull down all of the metadata, and uh, you should go and try this just for fun. So not only can this add this to iTunes and make it available for you to like stream, in my case, from my laptop, but all the metadata will be correct. It knows, it knows, is this HD? What year was this put out? Puts in all the director information, all the actors and so forth. I, I just really, I can't recommend this highly enough. And so the pattern to all of this stuff is like, you know, oh, one final thing about iFlix. It comes with a, or you can go out in there and find a really cool folder action that will monitor a folder for you. You're going to have to connect some dots here. But if there is a folder where you've put some of your Keystone Cops files and say there's any kind of automation to add new key, Keystone Cops files to that for you, it will monitor that and say every time there's a new file, go and make this iTunes compatible and then put it in iTunes for me. Spend some time with iFlix because it's pretty amazing. So the pattern through all of this is, you know, as Mac nerds, in an ideal world, we want something that's polished and done and cool and easy to deal with. And, you know, on the, on the um, front end of that, is that the right way to put it? Like in the user part of this, it's great. Once everything's in the right place, it works great. But a lot of stuff is not in the right place. <laughs> if you want to really get everything you can out of this and you are a nerd, I think these things are worth doing. If they're not, I have no idea why you're st still here at, at, at minute 108 or whatever. But uh, iFlix is tremendous. There are other apps out there along these lines, but I think that's plenty to get you started. These apps have come a long way. Um, there's one I used to, what was that one I used to love? Media, I forget. But it used to be really, 
it was like the early days of FFmpeg. Oh, right. Editors where somebody would have a brushed metal thing. You had to go, remember, because it's GPL, you would have to go download FFmpeg separately. You know yeah, what I mean? You had was, to, and, and there was like a button that would open the URL for you to oh, manually oh, install what? it. Me? FFmpeg? No. I'm I'm Stallman clean. Don't worry. We're all good here. <laughs> I, got your, I heard your mom's got a third rail. Nice. Yeah. Can you kiss your mother with that install? Oh. So you, uh, that beard, huh? Am I right? Mm-hmm. God, I hope that goes in a museum someday. Uh, just so I know where it is. Walking museum. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's lots of uh, media management stuff. Other things we're going to talk, I think that's pretty good for today. I think the metadata stuff can really help people. Uh, check out Picard, spend some time at Picard, tweak that stuff. Again, you can check out my, my smart playlists and show notes for this episode. Um, I think that's probably plenty for this one. Don't you? I got yeah, more. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And so Dan, finally, um, where can people find show notes one more time? Uh, five by five TV slash B to the number W slash one zero four. Yep. And uh, it actually never hurts to say if you wanted to go and uh, uh, rate and review uh, our program on iTunes, we'd be grateful for that. Very grateful. Really, we've mentioned it probably four times ever, but it does help a lot. And um, uh, you can go, you know, if you're going to be in iTunes anyway, you might as well hop over there. You know, there's no sweat off your back. No sweat. Dan, is any of this going to be useful for your uh, entertainment workflow? Yeah, I think it will because even though I, you know, have been using iTunes Match, there's still tons and tons of stuff that that's not there or that doesn't have the right information or even that iTunes Match doesn't, you know, didn't bring the information that I was hoping it would. So yeah, I'll definitely be. Yeah, so let's wrap it in, as they say, uh, with uh, what's in those playlists that I put up. And I'll probably, there's, I'm sure there's errors in here, and I'll update them as I find them. But you'll see from last week's episode, from the 103 episode, uh, I, I put in the smart playlist for several things we mentioned. Uh, two really critical playlists I think you need to create in a way that works for you. I created one called Eligible and OK. And it's basically a way, show me everything that is copacetic with the cloud. right? Show me everything, regardless of whether it's on my... Uh, in my local library, show me everything that has, is matched or purchased or uploaded. So that's, I think that's super handy because you get a certain sense of calm when you open up that smart playlist and you see that, yes, there are 23 gigs of stuff. Whether or not it's on my drive, like I know it's safe, right? You know what I mean? And then the companion to that is one called iTunes Match Problems. Uh, is, is this, um, iCloud status is not uploaded. iCloud status is not matched. iCloud status is not purchased. Right. So show me anything that on my, on my drive that is what? Uh, a duplicate, uh, ineligible, uh, any of that stuff, waiting, and you'll get a nice view of all the stuff that's not in the cloud. So to me, between those two lists, and again, you're going to have to tweak this for what works for you. I think those two are really great. Another one I mostly um, stole from Jason Snell, uh, eligible, I call eligible for upgrade. Show me everything in my local library. Don't show me everything that's in the cloud. Show me everything in my local library it's eligible for the high quality 256k version like why would you do that well again once you're confident and backed up you can go to that playlist delete everything locally and then next time you download it it will be the high high quality version you're so if you've got 128k version that's eligible and it's still on your drive if it's in eligible in that list you can delete it and then when it redownloads it it'll be a much better sounding much giant file finally um Using a combination of, of uh, finding stuff that's in your eligible list, uh, one you can do here, I've got like, show me stuff that is in the cloud. Um, you could say in the cloud on my drive and has zero plays. Because how great would it be to find everything that you've never actually listened to that's safe? Boom, delete it. 
locally, um, and so forth. But you'll you'll be able to get enough of a flavor, especially with like SSD drives, right? See, this is the thing. I mean, it happens so fast, especially because honestly, like that's the way that if there's stuff I want to stream to the Apple TV that I that has not been purchased off the iTunes store, um, that's the way I do it. I put it on my drive and just you know go to computers under Apple TV and it's there. I may reset the Drobo, but I, I really like not having to enter paths with a four-way remote. That I don't miss that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're sitting there and as great as that Roku is, like, I don't know if it works with a keyboard. Love that remote though. It's a RF? What is it? It's, it's not a... Yeah, um, it's, a, it's like RF, so you don't have to point it at anything. I mean, my daughter pointed at the wall. We put some Angry Birds. I made her point it at the wall just to show her that it worked. She was not that impressed. But then she's not a technologist like you and I are. Well, why shouldn't all remotes work that way? Yeah. Like I was very, I was thrilled when I oh, saw there's that. Like, there's like 10 things that are great about that. Our Apple TV has to sit. Like we've got one of those Ikea credentials where the doors fold down. Everything works great in there. We don't have a hot thing running in there anymore. We mm. don't have holes and fans in there. Everything's quiet. You can just close those doors except for our Apple TV, which yeah, still has to sit out there. There's still rules. And you just, you can point this thing wherever you want. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's got the accelerometer, so you can play Angry, Angry Birds on it. It's amazing. Yeah, I deleted that almost instantly. I don't know how to delete channels. I got to figure that out. It's there's a, it's a very it's kind of a backwards way to get to it. But you go into, I think it's like an options or somewhere. It's not. Intuitive. I, I was really impressed by the ones that would let you go to the site and enter in a code, and and then without you having to put stuff through the Roku. Like mm-hmm. for example, Amazon. I was I have a pretty good Amazon password. And I was just dreading having to put that in with the four-way dingus. And I said, oh, just go to whatever it is, Amazon.login, go to Amazon.com slash TV, something like that. Enter yeah, this, code. this is the weirdest thing. It's like the, the, the Roku, you, so you sit there with your, you, you, the downside is you need a computer, but. Well, you get a Roku account. First of all, you get a Roku account. You get a Roku is, account. And then you're, so then you're sitting there with your computer and you go into the thing and you're like, I want to add, uh, you know, Amazon. It'll say, okay, go to Roku, you know, go to amazon.com slash, I'm making this up, slash yep. Roku 2 or whatever it is. And you'll, you'll type that in and then you like put in your information and the Roku on the TV will be like, oh, thank you. You're set up with Amazon. you like, you don't have to copy. You don't have to retype things in. You don't have to log in on the Roku to the different accounts. You just do it right there on the website. It it's varies. Just, it does vary um, from one to the other. It's pretty cool. Like Hulu, you got it. You can tell that everybody made their own channel. You know what I mean? But I, personally, this goes all the way back to my first Sprint phone I got in 1999. Like as many, as much of the stuff that I can do on a website, I'd rather do on a website. Ditto for TiVo, ditto for this. Like I would much rather do that because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, 50 year Zelda fan. I don't know how to use the dingus as well as most people. So that worked out great for me. And you can also add channels. You, did you know about private channels? Have you seen that? So if you want to go do your own, like, like a homebrew, you can make private channels or reuse private channels. There's like Samistat ways to get YouTube and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Well, I have everything uh, set up to do a back to work five by five channel. I there was I noticed there was nothing nothing. There's not a lot of podcasty stuff in there. There really isn't, although there should be. And apparently, there's even like a demo app that is set up to just stream audio, and like all we need to do is point it at our RSS feed, and it will start doing it. But right. I. You know, I don't have time. Well, to, there's a UStream. There's there's a UStream channel that I put up there. But I would say, if I don't you're have time to like write to to write the code to do you're this. A busy so man. if you're we busy have man. a listener who's like a Roku yeah. developer, uh, yes. get in touch. Five by five TV slash contact. Let me know. Yep, we'll pay. Yep. I'll pay you. Man, eh, I don't know about that. Oh, I'll pay. You'll say you pay. 
No, I'll pay. Will you pay as often as you say? I will pay twice as often as you request. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I did not know you'll pay and I say. Do it. I will eat <laughs> I will eat them in a day. I will eat them when it's gray. <sighs> Lorax movie doesn't rhyme. It's so frustrating. You want to button this up? I would. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Merlin Man.